Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Fairly Far-Fetched. We've got a question on our minds today which is, what if Pokemon was real? As always, my name is Kia and I'm joined from my good friend Gavin Pinkney in Tokyo. Hiya. Hey Gav. So, um, Pokemon fact of the day is where I want to start off. Um, This came from the official Pokemon Twitter page and it's with regards to Pokemon number 91, Cloyster the Shell Pokemon. Their Pokemon fact was the spikes on cloister shells were once used to make spears. And that made me think, for our opening question, Gavin, if you were to weaponize one Pokemon in real life, <laughs> who would it be and why? Um, oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, interesting one. Mm. Um, tell you what, I'm going to read its Pokedex entry to you and you can you can guess. The shell covering this Pokemon's body is as hard as an iron slab. Shell. So you've got turtle Pokemon? Do, do, do you want to know? Yeah, go on. Okay, yeah, Metapod. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, right? Oh, Those please. things are going to be lying across forest floors everywhere. Because one, very common Pokemon. <laughs> two... It's a chrysalis. Right. So it's going to be there on the ground once said Pokemon mm-hmm. evolves into Butterfree. That there is a sustainable... <laughs> s- sustainable piece of weaponry <laughs> for the ancient Romans. I don't know <laughs> if we're using swords still. We can craft loads of weapons out of uh, Metapod shells. I like it. So yep. you've actually <laughs> taken it in a slightly different direction. <laughs> with with all of the, you know, Charizard, he's flamethrower. Done. Mm. Easiest answer mm. in the world. But you've gone for, actually, if we're going to weaponize and take over the world, we want it to be a sustainable yeah. weapon. Not only is we it deadly, it's, rock hard. it's also eco-friendly. Really, really smart. Shall I give? Shall I give you mine? Yeah, go for it. I went a slightly different angle. I went for Pokemon number 707. Do you know which Pokemon that is, Gavin? I can find out. It's Clefki. <laughs> the keychain Pokemon. Now, for those of you that aren't um, familiar with Clefki's uh, work, Clefki is literally a keychain Pokemon. Um, I've got a Pokemon entry, a Pokedex entry for it here, Gav. It never lets go of a key that it likes. So people give it the keys to vaults and safes as a way to prevent crime. And I thought, that's one way of taking it. Or he could literally... And by the way, he has it has a special affinity for master keys. It particularly loves master keys. So the keys to get into everything every, everywhere. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, oh, oh we're going to take over the world. Like I've got everyone's weapons if I've got all the master keys. I just train up a hench-ass clef key, send him off into the world... And then he just steals everyone's keys. That is... I can get in everywhere. All the money, mine. Yep. All the weapons, mine. <laughs> that is such a stretch. <laughs> Mic drop. Clef key drop. Yeah, okay. Perfect. All right. So, um, well, let's let's talk about last time out. So last time out, we, we opened up Pandora's box a little. Um, we kind of had a little route around and started to think about this idea of fairly far-fetched if pokemon were real in our universe what would it look like and we kind of kicked around our version of it so gav why don't you kind of remind the our dear listeners of where we netted out well we settled on a world that uh was very similar to ours um to the point where pokemon were just replacements for animals or there'll be some logical reason Mm. why uh, a pokemon exists um yeah, uh, we discussed the idea of maybe like a VR game. Uh, yeah, aliens, aliens, all sorts. Um, but you loved that. I yeah, not so much. Um, and then we um, we settled on the uh, sort of alternate alternate reality uh, version of it. Yeah, um, cool. So you and me still exist. We still get the ch- I still get the tube to work. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you you still probably cycle your hipster Tokyo bike. Yep. Um, we, we're all we're all we're all us. It just so happens that 
my my cat is actually a litten, um, and the pigeon shitting on the roof outside is a pidgey. Um, the other thing that we discussed last time, which um, we did promise our dear listeners we'd come back to due to your, if I may speak on their behalf, your subpar answer to the question, which was who would your who would your real life six Pokemon be and why? Um, I, I I particularly liked um, the portable beanbag chair of Snorlax. Oh, he's he's still there. But, but we we did promise that we'd come back to that. So, Gavin, why don't you give me your your final answer on this? Yeah, uh, rapid fire. Um, Growlithe, emotional Growlithe. Su- emotional support companion. Really nice. So, like, you can like stroke him, and you can like if you're getting a bit depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone needs an, an emotional support animal. Mine just so happens you're to be right. a Growlithe because yeah. Pokedex entry. This Pokemon won't forget a scent. No matter what, it uses its advanced olfactory sense to determine the emotions of other living things. That's beautiful. Right? Next. Moving moving on. Emotional support, okay. Growlithe. Moving on. Metagross. Oh, okay. Now you're saying Metagross. Is it, not, is it Metagross? Met- Metagross. Meta- mm, I would, yeah, I've always said I don't gross. think he'd like being called Metagross. You're right, Metagross. Oh, I, I don't even know. Um, supercomputer. Com- <laughs> you can't just say that. End. Moving on. <laughs> no, supercomputer. Combined, the four brains can breeze through difficult calculations faster than a supercomputer. Um, right, Snorlax, moving beanbag chair. Let's get over it. Yep, lovely. Great. Um... This one's my favourite. Mm. Uh, Darumaka. Pardon? Darumaka. D-A-R-U-M-A-K-A. Okay. Yeah. T- tell me about Darumaka. He's tiny. He's based on a Japanese Daruma, which is the little lucky man face uh, that you like paint in one of the eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I sailed on him... Um, because, you know, sometimes it can get cold. Um, You're not wrong. And he's a little fire Pokemon. But I settled on him because Darumaka's droppings are hot. So people used to put them in their clothes <laughs> to keep themselves warm. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a Darumaka oh. in my pocket having a doing its business. Having a Tuesday. And I'm keeping warm during the winter. And then I think we have Neuvern. Um, Neuvern. The reason being, okay. absolute style. He's a beautiful looking Pokemon. Yeah, he's badass. Yeah, and he's also got like a subwoofer Pokemon. on his head. Subwoofer on his head. He can fly me about town. He's a much more interesting flying Pokemon. He can fly me about town. About town. Not only can he fly me about town, he can fly me about town at night. What's that? He's a bat. He's a bat dragon. Oh, I guess he is a bat dragon. He's a bat He's dragon. Huge bat. Also, very short part of his Pokedex. Nothing can beat them in a battle in the dark. Nothing. 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 That's ridiculous. Nothing. Very specific. So if you were a gym leader, you just turn off all the lights and have a Neuvern. Nothing. Nothing can beat Mental. them in the dark. Yeah. Right. Is he not even a dark type Pokemon? No, he's um flying dragon. Um, in the also, st- when you're flying Neuvern, you're flying in style, right? Flying you can, in like, style. Bang out all your best tunes. <laughs> Do you, does he have like a USB or is he Bluetooth? <laughs> like, how does that work? I'm assuming Bluetooth in this day and age. Um, yeah, you're right. Silly me. Right, final Pokemon. That's number six. Um, who doesn't want to ride on the back of a T Rex? Ty- Tyrantrum. He is a beautiful looking Pokemon. Huge and. I would be the envy of everyone uh, as I yeah, rode up to the party on the back of my Tyrantrum. Um, very, very small thing uh, from his Pokedex entry as well. He's got a really good beard. Very good beard. In the same vein as Neuvern, it was invincible in the ancient world it once inhabited. What? Yeah, my Pokemon are strong. Not using them for battle, just... Um, 
you know, everyday life. Just like a deterrent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have two honourable mentions. Now these... Oh, please, please. These don't... These these aren't included, but I just wanted to throw mm. them your way to see how you feel. Um, a, a magnemite. Really? Uh, yeah, personal electricity, like a portable battery. Like iPhone charger. Yeah, but where do they generate it from? It just... It does. He's, he's small. He's compact. He's like a portable battery. If you say so. Finally, Scyther. Oh, yeah. Help in the kitchen. <laughs> Man, that courgette is going to be sliced thin. Thin. Gordon Ramsay-style kitchen cutting. It's beautiful. Um, would you have to sharpen his blades, or does he sharpen them himself? I'm assuming about? Uh, he takes care of that himself, because he's... he's I, I remember him being, like, really edgy. Pun intended. Super edgy. So he was super yeah, edgy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's edgy. probably like when he's like you know feeling all down, just sharpening on a geo dude. Yeah, slashes through grass. It's got um. He's very proud of his speed. Um, okay, thanks, Gav. Much more satisfactory uh, entry. But if I, if I well, let's let our listeners decide. All right. But if you were happy, then then say no more. If not, if you think that was another subpar entry, or maybe you hated mine from last week. Uh, get in touch. We'll, we'll give we'll give you the details at the at the end of this here podcast. So what's happening today then? So today, um, you probably have guessed or deduced by the episode title that today is all about what we're calling pokey biology. So there's a pretty obvious topic here, which is some Pokemon are weird, man. Some Pokemon are just super duper weird. And in our universe, where the laws of physics are exactly the same where we breathe in oxygen and we metabolize into carbon dioxide, all the usual things are still true. How the heck do some of these Pokemon exist? And I'd also like us to talk about like the types or the taxonomy, like how we categorize Pokemon, because there's, there's, there's an interesting thread there as well. Um, we'll get into some notable Pokemon that we just want to discuss. We just we, we feel like we couldn't possibly have a Pokebiology episode about talking about them. Um, and we'll get into some evolution stuff, and then I think we've got a, a, a question from a listener at the end. Does that sound pretty good for today, Gavin? Yeah, sounds perfect. All right. So I'd like us to start with types, Pokemon types. Mm. Um, now, there's something quite weird about the classification of Pokemon in the Pokedex. And this was brought to my attention... Um, there's an article that was written on uh, May the 3rd by a chap called Sinclair August and published on fanbite.com um, about just how weird the categorization of Pokemon is. Um, and he's talking about... So if you think about the types, right, you've got elemental types, first of all. So you've got grass, water, ice, fire, electricity. Yeah. Okay, so that, 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 that makes sense. It's like the thing that they're either born of or live in or produce... And then you've got some, like, weird behavioural types. So, flying, fighting, and psychic. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not elemental. That's not to do with their biology, necessarily. That's to yeah. do with, like, how they behave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting and grass aren't, like, equal types. Yeah. And then you've got appearance. So, a bug Pokemon, for example. Like, you're just saying it looks like a bug. Mm. fairy pokemon looks like a fairy what does a fairy even look like and then and then of course you've got poison which is just like what the hell is a poison type no pokemon? rules apply that, yeah it, like it can poison you which is just a bit weird because surely you can get poisoned by like a load of different things yeah um so uh, oh and don't even get me started on normal although we, we will have to come to that um so here's here's something that i thought was really really interesting right he he went through um, read through a load of texts and kind of looked up um, famous taxonomists. And taxonomy is like the classification of species, right? And he found this thing um, by a chap called George Louis Borges, um, which is called the Celestial Emporium of Benevolent Knowledge. Have you ever heard of this before, Gavin? <laughs> no, but I can't wait to get into it. So taken from chi ancient Chinese texts, to be taken with large swathes of salt, it's like largely fictitious. And he actually was using this to basically prove a point a very sarcastic point to the world about the um arbitrary nature of classifications 
he found in these ancient Chinese texts there's actually, I think, 14 different classifications you can put anything into. Shall I read them out to you? Go for it. The first classification is those that belong to the emperor. <laughs> Let me give you some examples. Aerodactyl. <laughs> Gyarados. Moltres. This category refers to Pokemon used by the Elite Four, as well as legendary and mythical Pokemon. Okay. Worthy of being called Emperor. <laughs> We've got the embalmed ones. So, you know, Confagrigus, whose Pokemon name I can never pronounce. Confagrigus? Um, embalmed. Also, your, your mate Metapod is in there, and all fossil Pokemon. Yep. You've got those that are trained... So, Alakazam's a good version of this. He can use a spoon. You've got suckling pigs. Mermaids. Here's a lovely one. Fabulous ones. Fabulous Can you think of any ones. Pokemon that reside within fabulous ones? Snorlax. No. He's <laughs> not fabulous. He's fabulous. Chansey. Chansey. Fable. Oh, they right. are fabulous. Right. For some reason, he's got wheezing in here, which I just think is a bit weird. Stray dogs is another one of the classifications. <laughs> Ob- obvi. Um, the, the Latin those name that Stray are, Dog. Here's a weird one. Those that are included in this classification is a classification. Meta. Those that tremble as if they were mad. Innumerable ones. So this is really useful for things like Dodrio and Doduo, where it's like, it's one Pokemon, but there's like two of them. Like Dugtrio. How many actually Pokemon are there? Is it three Diglets together? Weird. Here's a nice one. Those drawn with a very fine camel hair brush. <laughs> Don't know what that means. Literally have no clue what that means. Moving on. And then you've got etc. If, if, if you didn't think the others were a cop out, there is a type called etc. And there are like a million in there. Here's a good one. Those that have just broken the flower vase. <laughs> and the final one. Those that, at a distance, resemble flies. And the idea is you can classify every single 812 Pokemon into these 800, into these 14 different classifications. And I'm going, that is a much more elegant solution than than this current taxonomy that we've got. (laughs) So I'm into it. Thoughts, Gavin? Um, My thoughts on the matter are in this alternate universe, this alternate reality this mm. adjacent reality that we've created mm. we need to dr- like dramatically rethink typing because it just doesn't do, right? it doesn't make sense it makes sense for video games for sure mm. um but it doesn't make so sense talk- in the real world I, I talk to me about dragon yeah i mean pokemon that resemble a mythical dragon like surely there's charizard a- yeah yeah i mean he's fire flying not a dragon type Eventually Mental. gets it. If, oh, eventually, if, great. If he, if he mega evolves. Let's talk about that. It's too late. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is why I think we, sh- we need to like overhaul. I think grass type, sure, fine. Fighting, fighting type. Um, it's just weird because, I mean, it don't is all weird Pokemon fight? Because when you think about it, most fighting types, singular fighting types, like humanoid in appearance... Yeah, they're like punchy fighters. They're like boxers. Yeah. I mean, even um, uh, Blaziken, firefighting, like, he's evolved from a small chicken to be a, a, a dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a, a thing. He is a full-on dude with glorious hair. But, like, Litten, for example, who I'm currently ho- holding up to the camera yeah. there, he's like a little, a little cat guy. But mm. if he's scratching, he's fighting. Fighting is a behaviour, not a type. You can't classify by whether they fight or not. Otherwise, you then imply that they're a Pokemon that you can't battle with. Yeah, you're right. You are very, very wrong, Gav. But with taxonomy, I think Mm. we still need to take into account, like, weaknesses. So, yes, of course, a fire Pokemon is going to be weak to, you know, water type. Yeah. Really, really tough because so if you think about how we classify how we classify species in our world, mm-hmm. it's 
I mean, I actually don't really know much about it, but like a reptile, for example, what is a reptile? It's to do with, I guess it's to do with, um, it's innards, it's outers, cold it's appearance. Cold-blooded, scaly. Yeah, so cold blood, scaly. Yeah. And then, I think we need I mean, to take... could you use our classifications yeah. and just apply them to Pokemon? I think we need to take inspiration from our real world and apply them in that way to said Pokemon. You go, oh, that's a Pidgey. That's a bird-type Pokemon. It's a bird. It uses so... mostly flying-type moves. So what about Pokemon number 124, Jinx? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a mammal? Um... Oh gosh, let's have a think about Jinx. To do with like how they breed, right? Yeah. As far as I'm aware, all Pokemon breed with eggs. They lay eggs. Yeah. Is there mm. any other than Pokemon that can't breed? They all lay eggs, right? Yeah. In the games. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Onyx eggs. How does that even happen? In fact, Pokemon sex. They only sleep with dittos. Um, right. Jinx. Jinx. Species, human-shaped Pokemon. Let's take a look at Jinx. Jinx is sort of some purple blob with hands that has chosen to dress in a, like, uh, operatic singer uh, uniform. Chosen to dress. Right. Did you know that, like, macho... And Machamp, you know they're wearing pants and a belt, right? Yeah, it's like their skin. It's their skin. I don't. Uh, nah. So is it Jinx's? Is, is she wearing a dress? By, mm, I think by that logic, an Alakazam spoons have a skeleton. Right. Exactly. And okay. So I mean, and a Cubone right. mother's head was never their mother's head it's part of their own skeleton what about Gerder then yeah I mean he definitely he's he at some point has picked up a Gerda yeah right it's it's not see this is what this is what I I don't believe it I don't believe that Pokemon have evolved with the inanimate object that they have I don't feel like a machamp like grew a pair of shorts as part of his skin with his championship belt like <laughs> i feel okay, like so are we saying like not all machoke or machamp have won a championship so therefore they wouldn't sure. have a championship belt or they went out and bought it so okay so in that case are we saying then for our universe if if like so uh, so Gerda just to bring everyone into the loop Pokemon's number three five, sorry five three two Timber uh, the reason I'm saying like that is because it's about U R R Timber um, Pokemon five three three Gerda um, and then it's final evolution Conkolder Conkolder um, which I recently heard being described as God's mistake in the Pokemon universe um, number five three four that Timber is holding a piece of wood Gerda is holding a, a literally holding a girder on its shoulder and Conkledur is holding two slabs of concrete pillars. So, here's what we're saying. Okay, so, and also, like, Throw and Sork, who are wearing, like, they're, they're wearing martial arts outfits. Yeah, they're wearing geese, aren't they? So, are we then saying that actually anything like that is not part of the Pokemon? It's just... I mean, in the wild, would a Throw, Pokemon number 538, would it just be naked? Um... I don't know, yeah. I think... Oh, gosh. I'm looking at it now, and it fully is just wearing... It's wearing human clothes. Human clothes. But that brings up something interesting, right? Are some Pokemon the way they are because they're mimicking humans? So, Throw and Sork... You know, these, these species of Pokemon are walking around the world, and they are... They, they know that they've got some sort of... They know their own strengths and they know their own weaknesses. They know how they survive. Um, they know how they fight. They, they they know what they're good at and they know what they're bad at. And for these, they know that they're, they're good at this kind of style of fighting. And they start seeing it 
um, they start seeing humans do it on TV. Um, maybe they're watching like martial arts movie. Maybe they're walking down the road. They they pop by a karate class, and then over thousands of years of evolution, they realise that actually they are martial artists, even if they can't comprehend what that means. So what happens is they see humans doing this style of fighting, wearing this style style of clothes, and maybe in the wild you'll see them start to like fashion themselves versions of that martial arts outfit and you know maybe they're using you know bin bags or maybe they're using like plants but there's something in their minds they're like no that's me and that's how humans are doing it so i'm going to mimic it and actually the pokedex entry is just like what they would like to be or how when you see them like a a well-trained and and, a non-wild like a domesticated throw or a sork again pokemon's 538 and 539 for those of you that are listening um they that's just how their trainers tend to dress them because they know that it makes throw and sork really happy yeah i would say we've probably got pokemarts up like around the place and it's like they're not you're not selling potions or no it's like the equivalent of going to a clothes store for your pokemon it's like these pokemon really like dressing up in a karate uniform here's one that we've made and it may not look exactly like these uh pokemon like look in their sprites in their in their artwork for the for the game or what have you but it's like near enough i feel like yeah they're probably wearing clothes and what you've said makes perfect sense to me now man i'll tell you what that's the first time that's ever made sense to me i'm i'm proud of us there Yeah, okay, I will throw one at you. Who have you got? Um, I've got a couple. They, I, I'd say they all kind of fit into... No, I'm going to start with this one. Geodude. Okay. Geodude. Geodude. Yeah. Classic po- rock boulder Pokemon. Pokemon of note. He is a rock boulder that yep. can... Pokemon number 74, for those listening. Yep. That can levitate off the ground. Yeah, always and, levitate. Is it though? Um, I, I think, feel like I've seen it. Sometimes it hops. Sometimes, it's, some- uh, yeah. Now I think we need to decide what a Geo dude is capable of. If okay. if we're saying that, like Pokemon that levitate. Yeah, I'm using Geo as an example for for Pokemon that levitate. Like, okay, good. I'm glad we're getting into that. But also, he's interesting for another way. I'll come back to that in a second. Right. Um. Does Geodude, like, produce... Is he dense enough that he is not... Like, he's got his own gravitational field? Or is it, like, magnetic? Interesting. It's like a maglev train. Yeah. So, like, is he, because he is a rock, can he tap into the polar, like... Ma- magnetic yeah, like magnetic the, pull yeah the magnetic yeah. pull of the earth and reverse it and is that how it works that's really interesting i've never thought about it like that yeah however geodude let's discuss geodude away from the levitation it's a Are we rock. gonna come back to levitation we can do okay it's a rock mm. that is sentient and has mm. human-like arms mm. Now, in my world, in my head, a geodude is a like a, a creature, like a yeah. uh, like s- tortoise-like. So yes. perhaps like a like a, a reptile or something like that. That is oh, using. Is it, is it a lizard? A, a tortoise is a reptile. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Um, so a geodude is is something like a like a tortoise that it's formed a thick carapace Mm. and it's it's not necessarily rock but it is it is uh reminiscent of Mm. or it's like something that has like slowly built up rock on its body over time okay so then what would be the core of one uh like like something like a rodent or a a reptile or something like that the the the, got the pokemon that is geodude yeah encases itself in rock you know what that makes sense because actually if you look at geodude there's 
there's a way that you can look at Geodude, which is that he's all made out of rock and then just different colours of rock. Yeah. Or actually his face, his arms and his legs are like reptilian and he's just got a shell, essentially, which yeah. he's fashioned out of rocks. Yeah. It's like how a hermit crab changes home. Totally, totally, totally. You know? I mean, it doesn't explain Geodude and Graveler, but it definitely explains Gollum for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, in that evolutionary line anyway, Gollum is definitely an odd one out. There, there. I feel like during the like design planning stage, Gollum came very late. He may have replaced something else. Mm. Okay, moving on. Because um, we we are um, getting bogged down in in one, so I've got? I've got two for you, which mm. in my opinion fit the same sort of bill, and then I will end with one last one. Um, cool, because I think it's the most uh, prevalent for this weird Pokemon type thing. Mm. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Vanillish and his line. <laughs> and oh i'm ble- i'm pleased you brought this up so yes vanillit vanillish and vanillux right yeah, yeah. Uh, and then on edge the it's a sword evolves oh. into edgy slash now oh. in this world this this alternate um present that we've created i feel like we have to suspend our disbelief a bit when discussing it we have to um decide that in this world the idea of a playful spirit exists or something like that like i know what you mean you know how in our history we have like folklore about fairies and all that mm. sort of thing like mm. these are the real world equivalent of those stories does that make sense like fairies did exist but they they were pokemon yeah so we're basically saying playful spirits which we know through nursery rhymes or we know through um like myths and legend yeah um that that have always been there as part of um human storytelling realistically that um i I think most scientists would say that you can disprove yeah um you you kind of also (laughs) can't because it's supernatural right yeah 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 so are are we basically accepting which is very weird for you and i um yeah actually i mean don't get me wrong we're into the fantasy world but yeah I think we're also pretty logical when it comes to this kind of thing. We're actually saying that we will allow spirits, the idea of spirits, to exist. So that Pokemon, Pokemon like, like Vanillit, which just to keep everyone up to date, Pokemon's number 582, 583, and 584. Um, it says that they are, and I, and, and I quote, a snowstorm Pokemon. Um absolute bullshit yeah the they whole... are the ice cream pokemon <laughs> the ice cream trio um <laughs> i would say that this is this is how i've always explained uh that line in my head playful mm. spirit inhabiting the form of an ice cream but inhabiting the form of an ice cream or actually inhabiting a fucking ice cream so no, can no, i go no. and buy a mr whippy 99 <laughs> flake and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit it's alive and it's oh it's like using fucking blizzard on me this is a nightmare no, it's definitely not a Mr. Whippy. It is a... <laughs> it, it's like an ice spirit, like ice, like, I don't know, like bacteria or something that has... Okay, bacteria I can get on board with. Yeah, that has decided, because it's like cheeky, to take on the form of an ice cream. It's clearly made of ice and snow, but it looks like an ice cream. See, now what I really like about this is that it links to my earlier point about Throw and Shuck, right? Well, mm. is it Shuck? What's throw, the second one's name? Throw and Sork. Sork, yeah. What's Sork? Oh, like Socket, like Socket to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, Socket right? to him. Right, I mean, ridiculous. So the logic for those guys is that they've... It's a, so it's a bit like domestic cats in the world that we know it now, right? Yeah. They were all once wild. Yeah. Then humans us wonderful bastard humans um succeeded took over the world we we are the most um numerous and successful species um and cats the cheeky little buggers went well actually why don't we just live with them rather than live away from them so like my cat who's in the front room right now sleeping on on his little throne pillow 
would not have existed thousands of years ago when cats were wild, right? It wouldn't have been able to survive. Yeah. But as a result of the hu- human's impact, the impact of the human species on the world around us, they've decided to be domesticated. So maybe it's either bacteria or I quite like the idea of like parasites. So like parasitic bacteria that takes over um, inanimate objects. So maybe it does exist in like snowy mountains, for example, or when it snows here. And they basically go, I can see humans carrying around these things that I don't know what they are, but humans seem to really like them. So what if I took on the form of that? Would I be able to live side by side with humans? And that's where you get vanillish and vanillux. I love that. I think it also explains like new Pokemon in a way like oh yeah yeah like Like pokemon discoveries exactly like oh this pokemon hasn't existed before well turns out it's the same parasite it's just decided to take on the form of a sword yeah man and that gets us around all of the inanimate pokemon doesn't it so um chandelure lampert litwick um i mean shelmet to a certain um extent because i would say that a shelmet pokemon number 616 bug type is an actual helmet with a bug the, inside. A, a, with a little... Uh, who knows what it looks like on the inside? It doesn't yeah. really matter. But it has gone, oh, helmets. That Humans keep using them to protect themselves, so I'm going to take over that thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hermit crab. And, and moving back to, to that, um, like Pokemon with weaponry and stuff like mm. that, cloister horns. Yeah. Stuff like that. Just they've picked, they've picked it up. Um, right. Uh, Which does bring me to... One one that I'd like to just kind of throw out there, which is the idea of symbiosis. Do you know what I mean when I say yeah, symbiosis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So symbiotic relationship, um, for example, I can't remember what it is, but like those like bottom feeder um, f- tiny fish that actually um, live on the skins of like blue whales, for yeah. example. Well, that and already they, like that already exists in the Pokemon world. We've got Remoraid, haven't we? The Pokemon that like sticks to uh, Mantine. Mantine, Mantine, yep. Mantine. What about um, Slowpoke evolves by a shelter biting its tail and it becomes a Slowbro? Yes. Interesting fact about a Slowbro is if Please. the cloister is ever detached, it does revert back to a Slowpoke. That is a yes. Pokemon fact. That is Pokemon fact. We've given them a second Pokemon fact. We didn't. That's, we're, we're, see, that's the thing about listening to Fairly Far Fetched, everyone. We under promise and over deliver. That's that's it. That's us all over. Um, right. I'm very uh, very aware of time. Yes. Um, we... Any any others that you need to you need to throw out there? Right. I think we should get into this into another episode because we we've squeezed way too much in. Uh, mm. Inorganic with organic Pokemon. My example is Blastoise. Okay, and you're talking about the fact that it's got fucking cannons on its back. Water cannons on its back. Now, my Does explanation... Does come my... under the Gerdar explanation? Well, it is a tortoise and they are physically inside it. I don't sure. think it comes under that explanation. I think they, in our world, they may look inorganic, but they have to be organic. Like, it is Agreed. just a valve that comes out yeah. of a shell. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's only... like a bit of skeleton yeah. or something. It's yeah. a bit like Wolverine, right? In X Men, yeah. Uh, eventually, it's adamantium or whatever it is, but yeah. originally, it's just his bones that extend out of his hands, right? Yeah. Um, let's get into uh, one last one. Okay. Trubbish and Garbadois. <laughs> trubbish. So, right, me, what's, what Pokemon number is Trubbish? I don't know. Um, Trubbish. Uh, Pokemon five six eight. Yeah, everyone, look it up right now. Yeah. You're going to want to see this little guy if you haven't Trubbish seen him before. Trubbish is a bag of rubbish <laughs> or trash, depending on where in the world you're from. Trubbish. Yep. He is a bag of rubbish. Um, his Pokedex <laughs> entry says the combination of garbage bags and industrial waste caused the chemical reaction that created this Pokemon. Which Disgusting. I, just so you, I think is quite nice. Just so you know, his abilities, his abilities, number one, stench. Number two, disgusting. Sticky hold. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sticky Sorry, hold. go on. 
Now, I think that's quite a nice explanation, even in our alternate reality. The combination of garbage bags and industrial waste caused a chemical reaction that created this Pokemon. And can I add to that? So that's the Pokedex entry from Black, uh, sorry, from White. But in Black 2 and White 2, um, it extends it. It says, wanting more garbage, they follow people who litter. And they always belch poison gas, which is an unnecessary, <laughs> disgusting bit. But the first bit's more interesting. So they, I think it might be where you're about to go. So they basically follow disgusting humans around i get it mm. i always sort of thought out of trubbish as a fungus yeah in the same way i think uh about muck like i feel like yes these are pokemon that have been created through human ned ne- oh gosh negligence nice yeah and it's it is a product of our world currently like the mm. environment is is you know, on its way out, and mm. these Pokemon are examples of that. They mm. are like festering, parasitic funguses that have grown past the point of being a mushroom, and they've yep. they've got to the point where it's a it can move, it can make sounds, it looks yeah. like a rubbish bag. Again, it goes back to, but it, does it look like a rubbish bag or is it actually a rubbish bag? So you could have trubbish that look really, really different from one another because I, of the I type agree. of bag they inhabit. Yeah, I agree completely. It doesn't, I, I would say not all trubbish are made the same. Can, can I, so trubbish, right? That's yeah. an, a name that humans have given to this thing. And what I like about it is that it's, um, it accounts for British English and American English. If I could throw out a different name for Trubbish, if you wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. Crap bag. <laughs> Just throw it out there. That, Crap bag. I mean, that is as good, if not better, than Trubbish. Oh, good. Thank you, Gavin. Uh, what a compliment. <laughs> I have created a Pokemon name that is just as good as Trubbish. Well, let's let's think about it. What a fucking huge compliment. Thank let's you. think about it. We, we will have... There will have to be people in the world that name these new types of Pokemon. So clearly, Trubbish was a like you know they were having an off day. Yeah, you 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 are right. They they weren't. Although, if there were like you know nine hundred different species, which actually isn't that many if you consider how many species of animals that there are in the world. Um, actually, like. You're right. Like at a certain point, people are going to have to like name them, and they you would get weird names. And actually, what that also makes me think about, which is something I I would like to get into for like just like five minutes or so, is so eight hundred and twelve different Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Pokedex, they've got like one or two images, and you've got shiny Pokemon, right? And yeah. shiny Pokemon are just Pokemon that look particularly fabulous, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically what that means. Um, I think that you would have Pokemon that are basically the same, but look ever so slightly different, right? So they'd all have like their own unique markings on it. And it does throw up something that I know that you feel very passionately about, which is what we've in the past, certainly in private, mentioned as the Alolan Meowth problem. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're on Pokebiology. I don't think we need to take ages on this, but... Can you just explain to the listeners what we mean when we talk about the Alolan Meowth problem? Okay. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. What we mean by the Alolan Meowth problem is that with the introduction of Alola, there were lots of different... Well, not not a huge amount, but there were new versions of Kanto Pokemon. We had mm. the ice version of, of, of Vulpix. We had the dark version of Meowth. We had the dark version of, of Rattata. Mm. Now, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I really liked that, Same. that introduction. I, I think they should do it more. And I think it's, I think it's great. I have what a, do you like about it? I really enjoy I mean, we grew up with the, one, the 150, the 151. Mm. Um, so it's nice to see reimagined versions of new Pokemon. What I really enjoy is that, yes, it makes total sense. Like a mm. fox that grows up in a different place becomes a different, t- it's still a fox. Yeah. But it it's a different type of fox. So like in the UK, we've got red foxes everywhere. And then in yeah. the Arctic or Antarctic, I'm very sorry, my geography is terrible. You've mm. got 
um, snow foxes. Yeah, got, they yeah, are yeah. just 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 white, and that's the perfect explanation mm. of Alolan forms or what have you. Like there are and they have the same Pokédex entry, right? Yeah, I mean, it's still a fox. It's still a cat. It's still yeah. My issue is the naming of it. So yes. we have we would call a fox a fox, and it's a fox mm. everywhere in the world, mm. right? Even a a snow fox is a, a a fox. It is a type of fox. Yeah, and it's it's a canine species. Canine right? species, yeah. A cat is a cat everywhere in the world, and there are subspecies mm. of that cat. Mm. A pigeon is a bird. Yeah. A Pidgey is a bird-type Pokemon. Mm. A Meowth is a cat-type Pokemon. Yeah. Then we have to introduce the other cat-type Pokemon. Okay. They all have different names. Yes. And they are found across the country. Across the world. Across the world. They all have different names. Yeah. We suddenly go to let's face it, Hawaii. Yep. And they have a new breed of cat Pokemon. Yes. It's a different type. It has it's, different movesets. It's a different it looks type. slightly different. Different moveset. Looks different. Still feline. Still feline. It is a cat type Pokemon. We've called it Alolan Meowth. Yeah. So does this then mean that... So I think there are two ways of going with this. Either, and this is not what I believe should be true, all cat type pokemon are the same pokedex entry and you just call it an alolan meowth a johto meowth so in our world an african meowth uh european meowth exactly yeah etc but then pidgey taylo um who, who are the other like pokemon number 16 equivalents uh, taylo pidgey starly starly um you've got one in every generation haven't you you've got yeah exactly uh, hoot, a bird type hoot hoot as well Yep, uh, he a bird-type Pokemon that has three evolutions. Yep, um, that looks the same, and I know that actually um, Taylo only has two, but that, you, you get Hoot my point. As well, yeah. Would they all then be one Pokedex entry, but just called an African Pidgey, a uh, European Pidgey? It it it's just it seems to basically it doesn't make any fucking sense, right? There's no, no. logic to it. I like that Pokemon have different names. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And in the real world, we have lots of different types of cat. Yes, they are household cats, but Mm. a Persian cat is nothing like your bog standard orange tabby. Mm. You know, they are separate. They have different... They are cats, but they have different Mm. names. And a Lola Meowth has no right to be called... And Alolan Meowth. Agree. It should, it should have its own something different. Yes, totally it resembles agree. a Kanto Meowth, but it's a different animal entirely. There's no way of fixing it. I just get upset yeah. about it. Uh, <laughs> I think the conversation we've just had is the best version of of what like that is. Like we've never agree, had man. it come out that way, which is good. Beautiful, um, beautiful moment. But yeah, your thoughts. Send them in. Like anything to do with that alone me have problem, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm man, sure. get get them in, get them in, everyone. Okay, so, um, I mean, we we have just rattled through that. Yeah, I I I mean that that just felt like an absolute dream to me. It might have felt like an absolute labour for our listeners, yeah. but again, email in, tell us. Yeah. Um, and we so one final thing before we wrap up and get on with the rest of our days or evenings for you, um we've had an email from a listener haven't we gavin we have um and i um i'd like to read it verbatim um it's our first question do, do we have a jingle for the email section N- no no, oh, we don't. no um so we have an email in our question bucket from john and john says hello gavin kia while i can accept the justification that pokemon is an alternate that pokemon in this alternate reality are equivalent versions of animals slash bugs in our reality, i.e. Pidgey existing in our world in place of the urban pigeon, where do weird late-gen Pokemon fit? Okay. Surely, On Edge being an animate fighting ghost sword is going to pose some problems (laughs) integrating with society. What is its animal equivalent in our reality? (laughs) 
Garbodar and Trubbish also raise some ethical questions on where our human rubbish ends and their lives begin. Mm. What would our obligations be in regards to producing or reducing landfill, given that they are literally walking garbage? Mm. Would love to know your thoughts on this, as it's something that's been troubling me for years. Cheers, John. P.S. Troubling him for years. (laughs) What's the deal with vanilla? It's literally just an ice cream. With a face. Now, John, I <laughs> am very happy you emailed that in. because Brilliant I this, email, John. Yeah, brilliant email. Um, I am really, I think this episode has sort of covered everything that you've you've um, gone through in that email, which was always our intention with our, our running order anyway. I think we've given pretty good, pretty good answers. I mean, what, you know, there's Pokemons like um, n- number 599, Clink, which evolves into 600, Clang. And would you believe it, eventually evolves into clink clang um they are literally gears um and that's another example i think of what we've said which is it's an inanimate object excuse me being taken over by probably and if if we're being most realistic like a bacteria or a parasite or something of that sort and those types of parasites those sorts of bacteria are just familiar with being that uh shape and that size and and that elemental type as well right like metal that's what they know like yeah um that type of bacteria um could eventually choose to be the shape of uh you know it could to inhabit the form of a sword and you know become an on edge and it maybe it used to be a different type of pokemon but i yeah. think different types of bacteria would take on different different parasites would take on different forms um at the end Great. of the day lovely mm. so how else um can people get in contact with us gavin before right. we get out of here yeah absolutely um now it was really great that we had our, our first question it was such a good question as well um if you want to send in a question you can at questions at fairly farfetched.com that's farfetched without the e and also you can find us on instagram and twitter at fairly farfetched again farfetched without the e Great. Thanks, Gav. So um, future episodes, um, just to give you some stimulus to think about some questions you might like us to answer in future episodes. Um, We've got um, like society. So, um, you know, loneliness, friendship, um, like the gig economy. How does like um, how do jobs change as a result? We've got pokenomics um the 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 finances the the businesses the startups that might be created as a result of pokemon existing rather than animals um we've got crime technology and science we've got a whole episode on maybe even city planning for example um so if you have any um any questions that you'd like us to have a little bit of if i dare chuck in a poke pun some venonata mm, around um, yeah, Gav, that's the exact expression that our listeners will be having right now. Um, then, then, then throw them at us, and that will really help us to um, structure our future episodes, and also just m- make sure that we're we're giving you the payoff you so richly deserve. Anything else to add, Gavin? Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time on Fairly Far Fetched. See you next time.